Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Well, yeah. shut up, everybody. Hey. Welcome to episode Go one. Oh my god! <laughs> you always do that. We're already started. Did, did you hear that Saudi Arabia announced? Uh, not Saudi Arabia. Argentinian announcers were like crying. Dude, did I would have been that? crying. Okay. Well, anyway, we're on episode one hundred and twenty-eight of the Talking Hockey Podcast, and I just wanted to get out of the way that Saudi Arabia, another another good point of of the World Cup, they call the national holiday tomorrow to celebrate their win. <laughs> I'm not kidding you. <laughs> they honestly should be. Like, that's a huge win. Welcome back, everyone, to the Talking Hockey Podcast. It's your favorite. Producer Luke here to remind you to follow and subscribe on whatever streaming service you use. Leave a review on Apple. Visit our website, TalkingHockeyPodcast.com. And follow us on Instagram at Talking Hockey for daily content. Now, let's get into today's episode with your favorite group of guys, Luke, Eric, Ty, and Martin. Let's see. When Canada beats Belgium tomorrow... Are we going to have Thursday off? I hope so. <laughs> I want tomorrow off to watch yeah. the fucking game. Yeah. I'm going to, I want to take like two hours off tomorrow just to watch that game. I hope everyone's enjoying the World Cup. This is you not talking like? soccer. But... Okay. Real quick. What I love most about the World Cup is no fucking ads during gameplay. I know. Oh, just yeah. 45 minutes so straight yeah. of game yeah. is yeah. fucking amazing. Like, it's such amazing. a change of pace. Amazing. From fucking hockey and it every twenty seconds ad. Man, if you watch NFL football, there's ads every thirty seconds, <laughs> and it's thirty seconds of ads. But like even it's in half like, and a half. Yeah, because you know in NHL when they have like stoppage, then they have like oh, they have periodic four stoppages, and then you have bored ads in the in the games the whole time that like blocks the view. I think I've talked about it so many times how stupid they are and how bad they are. Oh, yeah, the other moving right? board ads moving now stuff, too. Oh yeah, the the, the dark. Changing. Yeah, they yeah. change them. Some of them are dark and they're just like the same or like this the same color as like the team's uniforms. It's stupid. But anyway. I do uh, wonder how much more money soccer could make if they approached it the way North Americans sports. But they can't they but be... there, there's no way they can because you can't have stoppages in, in soccer. Yeah, exactly. Like that's... you could fi- you could figure something out. I'm no, sure. you can't. You, so you just up, cut Eric. away. You cut Shut away. Up, and, uh, I don't yeah. think they should. I really don't, don't want, want to figure them, it out. I really Eric's don't want them to figure it out. Big I'm just saying, if guy. they wanted to, they could. <laughs> they have. I, I'm, like big, I'm a big anti-advertisement guy. Actually, I hate ads. Like I, I pay ridiculous amounts of money every single month to not get ads. I pay for Spotify not to get ads. I pay for Amazon Prime, Netflix, Disney Plus, fucking yeah, everything there, not though. to get ads. You get ads on there. Yeah, no, you get ads on some of these now. That's so dumb. It's 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 innovation. What I don't know, Eric. There's probably a term for this. You it started out really well. So no, shut the fuck up, Ty. You innovate something that is so like dead, like cable TV. And then it becomes the you exact revert thing back that to cable TV. Yeah, we we it's reverted away from cable TV, and now well, we you, don't, you, don't, you didn't get cable you didn't TV get away online. from cable TV, but you just have now seven different subscriptions to seven different content creators. Yep. Now some of them, are which is ads. basically what cable TV was. It was okay, yeah, you get these like channels, packages. and then if you want all these other things, you just keep adding on. Yeah. Now all of a sudden I'm it's paying like a hundred dollars a month for multiple streaming. Regression to the mean of business. Let's let's go with that. That's a good yeah. phrase. If any economics majors are listening yeah. to this, use that. Except here. the streaming services, by all accounts, are all losing money as opposed Netflix to Netflix. Is Netflix is making money finally? The cable companies finally. were always all all I, making money. I <laughs> doubt Amazon cares about making money through Amazon Prime. Yeah, yeah, yeah sure. they, well, they just give that away. It's Disney, it's by far the best one because they just give well, that. Shit and away Amazon Prime Amazon keeps Prime. increasing their prices True. every single year. They increase it by like twenty percent or thirty percent or something. 
Like my Amazon Prime just keeps going up, and I just like, yeah, what am I gonna do? What am I gonna do? Not have you're, Amazon Prime? Like, you're addicted to it. <laughs> what if I want to order a light bulb? I'm not gonna go to the store <laughs> like a peasant. <laughs> my, my, yeah, people are always like. Why do you order so much from Amazon? It's like I'm not going to the store, dude. Like, yeah, there's just exactly. no way. <laughs> they're charging. If they end up starting to charge me like eighty bucks a month, I'm still gonna have my Amazon Prime, <laughs> like, you know. So, plus all the other shit. That. Eighty bucks a month. That's a that's a stretch. Anyways, back to hockey. Although one other yes. thing I wanted to mention is FIFA makes the NHL look functional. By comparison, I just wanted to say. That? Did you hear that uh, that speech? The guy today, I feel, gay. I feel, gay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Today, I feel disabled. Yep. Yeah. FIFA's president literally just. Oh my god, what a fuck! FIFA like FIFA literally makes the NHL look so functional. It's incredible. Like the FIFA is the most dysfunctional sports program or organization on the planet. By and far. they don't even like try to. Yeah, they don't try not, to hide the corruption. They don't try to hide the incompetence. It's just on full display at all times. Like them choosing Qatar for the World Cup and then Qatar basically like bait and switching them. Like, oh, no, 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 we're going to be inclusive and let all the gay people and fucking, you know, like not have all these issues. And then just like two days before the World Cup starts, ha, 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 jokes on you, no alcohol and uh, fucking, you know, we're going to remove the pride flags. If people have them on their shirts or hats or armbands and all this shit and everything like that. And Qatar like, didn't even care. I saw something that they didn't even give a shit that they banned the beer, even though Budweiser had, what, like $60 million contract or something. $75 million contract, yeah. To, to I mean, provide beer, who, but they who, just paid it back. They were like, now, nah, fuck, we yeah, don't yeah, care. Yeah. We're yeah, just going to pay you. <laughs> but, like, it, I think, like, the whole, like, spiel about how they weren't, they were going to be tolerant about yeah, all fans coming that and all was shit. We knew all that was unbelievable. bullshit. Unbelievable. Yeah, it was always unbelievable, with. but like I love how they just completely bait and switched it just from like not not like literally waited like a couple days to like basically the start of the World Cup to do that. It's like yeah, they got everyone there. Yeah, yeah they got everyone see, there they, and then they were, they're like ha 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 fuck. They were not even ready for this like the pre- I think I mentioned it last week. They you see the accommodations that people have, it's like these tents and yeah. curtains just up. There's no air conditioning. It's like 50 degrees there. Yeah, it's disgusting. It's but bad the most Fire great World Cup. yeah 2.0 but on a way bigger scale <laughs> this is probably the last time it's in the middle east ever so they should never i mean i don't want to say never never in the middle east again but like qatar's never getting another world cup for sure like fuck anyway i mean there's 200 and like what 50 countries uh so that by bath is like yeah they never should have got it a thousand years from now yeah it's a thousand years from now until it's back in qatar well i mean u.s had it in 94 right so that's i mean the u.s is also corrupt you know yeah yeah well fifa is corrupt yeah anyway i don't think fifa cares we did our talking soccer spiel Hope you're all enjoying the world. Wait, 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 no. I have a, I have a question for Eric. Oh, yeah. real, real quick one. Aaron, er, Eric, what do you think is more corrupt? The United Nations or FIFA? Uh, FIFA. Okay. The, and the reason I say that is because at least the United Nations, there's this like veil of secrecy around it, whereas the FIFA is just so blatant and obvious. <laughs> I would like, say that's it's just like it's it just all there, like right in front of you. And then everyone knows every decision is clearly just very corrupt. Like just every decision that they make, we know it's wrong. And there's nothing anyone can do about it. We just let it go. <laughs> whereas... When you say closeted, like uh, closeted evil or corruption is worse than public. The other know. thing is, though, with that's the, a good, the UN, that's a good point, Luke. That's a good point. <laughs> what What's the UN's actual power to do stuff like the same as sovereign nations, right, Eric? <laughs> yeah, well, it's not every nation has sovereignty until they want until they want to do whatever the fuck they want, and they're like, sovereignty doesn't mean shit. <laughs> Basically, uh, anyways, back to talking hockey. Back to hockey. First topic: Bo Horvat on the trade block, supposedly. Question Man, mark. he's having an unreal year. He's, I just checked. He's second in the league in goals. Yeah, he's killing it. Yep, but apparently, like it. Craig Button, Craig Button was straight up like he's done in Vancouver. 
Yeah. Yeah, but that's Craig Button. Who the hell knows? <laughs> didn't okay. Didn't our didn't friend of the show Rachel wasn't she like hinting that the dressing room was all fucked up and he's captain there? So yeah, it was kind of like and Frank Cervalli, who's you know he's decently reliable. He he even released a lit uh, an article on Daily Faceoff, basically saying let the bidding begin for Vancouver's Can- Vancouver Canucks Bo Horvat, and then he lists a bunch of teams. That are and he has them. At, he has them at number one on his trade target board, basically above Patrick well, Kane. Yeah, and Vancouver's Patrick Kane so far out of it that yeah, you know. Well, Horvat's an easier target to acquire because he's contracts. he's half the cap hit. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And, it's and he's having year. a better year, basically. So that too, but uh, and he's he, younger, like way younger. <laughs> yeah, like f- six years, seven years younger. I want to say. And a center, too, which yes. is, like, that's a huge thing also. And people see him as really good defensively, though he, I don't think he is. But regardless, uh, the basically the reports are that there's three teams or four teams that are really interested in him right now, which is Colorado, Detroit, Boston, and Edmonton. That's what Frank Cervelli is reporting anyways. Uh, Colorado would be a really great fit. Perfect fit, actually. That's need, he's exactly they need what a second they need. line center after yeah, he, losing Kadri. Yeah, he's exactly what they need. Detroit. I mean, I don't think Detroit needs Bo Horvat at all. I'd ar- no. ar- I'd argue that's like the complete wrong direction they want to go in. But yeah, yeah. And then Boston could also use Bo Horvat for sure, for sure. Because right now Boston is. I mean, I mean they're Boston's killing on a tear. it. Yeah. yeah, they're on a tear, so maybe they don't want to disturb the chemistry in the room because they're just killing it. But also at the same time, bring in Bo Horvat. You toss him at number two or number three seed, depending on where they see Kreishi in, in that. And that's like a real cup contender right there But for them. As you say, Eric, he is shooting at a 22% rate yeah, right he's now. he's not so going to like, continue. He's a 50-point player, maybe yeah. you know at his best 60 points at his best, but he's not going to keep up this pace. But he's still a center, plays two ways, good at faceoffs, like all this stuff that hockey guys like. Big, Regardless of big, big body, big boy, good Canadian boy, all that stuff. Hits, hits, yeah. hits. He's actually not big. He's he's like six feet, six feet tall. But he's he like two hundred and forty pounds. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's a ball. Yes, he's a big boy. He's yeah. a big boy. He's a big Canadian he's boy. Tall, they, love, he's they love big Canadian bulky. boys. Yeah, bulky. <laughs> so yeah, I think that he's a good target for sure for any team. And Edmonton is the last one. Sense. Yeah, Detroit doesn't make sense because I think I mean, it so makes sense. Detroit already has like the similar situation with Dylan Larkin, right? Like, isn't Larkin up in his last year? Yeah, his Larkin's in his last year, so they don't need. And I mean, Detroit's not making, and Detroit's not making the playoffs this year, most likely. Right. Yeah. Colorado yeah. makes by far the most sense. Col- but Colorado, surprisingly, is in the bottom third of for expected goals. Yeah, Colorado by far makes the most sense because they. I mean, they're missing Landeskog. They've missed. They're missing Landeskog. a lot of people. They're missing Landeskog. Uh, all of you. Byram, Landeskog, Nichushkin yeah. had a torrid no, start. Yeah. I have him on both my fucking fantasy teams. He has a broken goddamn ankle. Holy yeah, yeah. Colorado started out with like goal per game in the Colorado first had way too many losses in the off season and then way too many injuries. It was just like bad luck onto bad luck. Like uh, yeah. they lost sixty goals between Kadri and Burakovsky, and then they yep. lost Nishushkin, which is another twenty to thirty. He was on. He was killing it before he got injured. Then Landis Cogs another thirty, right? So that's like. What 120 goals off their roster and forward talent alone, right now? Like that's there's not many. You take four top players off of any team and they're gonna struggle a bit. So Horvat makes a ton of sense for them. Horvat makes a lot of sense. Um, he could make a lot of sense in Edmonton too. Yeah, um, Edmonton. I, I mean, yes, because their depth is just terrible as always. Mm-hmm. They're Imagine Horvat's rolling around on your game. third line. Jesus. But they also have like McDavid, Dreisaitl, Nuge already. So it's just like, <laughs> you know, how many more like, natural like centers if you're, if you're do you paying, need? If you're paying that much for Bo Horvat, someone's shifting to the wing. I would yeah, say. Nuge, like, you bro, think I about know. it. Yeah. Well, no, or I guess that would make sense. Yeah. But I mean, Nuge you're going to have to probably, especially considering it's, it's Vancouver. You're probably gonna have to overpay for your Edmonton. Yeah, yeah, for sure. 
same. What does Edmonton even have to yeah. trade at this to this point? Like, but, I mean, try Edmonton trade, like... needs a cup. <laughs> <laughs> but, but they look, they look, they look bad. I mean, the goaltending is just shit the bed. Who who called yeah. that, right? Like, <laughs> Stuart Skinner's had a few good games here and there, but like Campbell, this this contract aged worse than anyone expected, and yet people, you know, I, I don't know. The goaltending is okay. a huge question this okay. year for sure. Okay. Mike Smith Ty. was better. Ty, Edmonton has 66 goals for. McDavid, I'm pretty sure, has 39 points or something. That's par <laughs> for the course in Edmonton in his career. I know. Yeah. I know. But like, Over half the goals, go- yeah. I think what happened last playoffs, part of what happened last playoffs, yeah, 35 points, 16 goals. Um, part of what happened last year is they just ran out of depth, and you could use Bo Horvat as a depth piece, roaming around on your third line, and if you overpaid for him, you could probably get them to retain some of that for the year. The so you're getting Horvat was- at what four mil, maybe three point five, or even yeah. three point five, like. Geez. And they're not they're without Kane obviously right now, so that's hurting them. Yeah, I mean there, there's a lot that's in Edmonton. I mean Puyu Yarvi hasn't been good at all. Puyu Yarvi Yamamoto's had like a, only had his good rookie season, and you know. Oh yeah, yeah. Just but Yamamoto was nothing last year. Warren like, one, one of the biggest differences nothing. is Puyu Yarvi. I'm I'm like so certain on that. You look at his like impacts, and it's just cratered like just everything expected goals chances everything it's just cratered and i i would and actually i I was reading a thread from one of edmonton fans and puyarvi's hitting a lot more this year like finishing checks a lot more and i think that's kind of what's caused the uh decline in his game right because if you're hitting that means that you're oh, not wow. staying in the play, right? You're taking you take yourself out of the play the second you hit someone. I just I just not looked him up. He has forty six hits. Yeah, and then look at his totals last year, right? Look, just just pull up his numbers from last year, Martin. But he, it's it'll be it's a crazy difference. I'm, uh, I remember seeing. Um, he had eighty one, so he's yeah. already half. So he's halfway in what a quarter of the season, not even a quarter of the he season. He only played sixty five games, but yeah, fair still, right? That's basically one point what two one point three hits a game. He yeah. used to, and now he's at two point five hits a game, right or more, right? Three hits a game almost. What What do you expect when the guy's been like thrown around the lineup? sat out a year because he couldn't get a contract and has been just consistently said he's going to get traded he's going to get i, traded I just suspect that it's a coaching thing like and i know edmonton's fan edmonton fans really liked woodcroft and stuff and he's probably done really well in other aspects but what he's been doing to puyarvi's game hasn't been helpful to him like making him finish checks is the definition of taking him out of the play and then you know, trying to, and then you basically are creating odd man advantages off ice and stuff like that. When, so when Pulley plays with like McDavid or plays with Dreisaitl, like in previous years, he didn't score a lot. He never was like this. He yeah. never scored a lot. He's he was never always going the defensive to score. presence and four checking keep, presence. But, but they, he would keep the play in the offensive zone, which I think is most important for Edmonton. Yeah. Especially you keep it there and give it to guys. McDavid to just skate through everybody. And this year, it's just you're right. It's it hasn't gone. I mean, but the media is always on him. He's like their Nylander, right? Yeah. What? Yeah. What do you mean? What do you expect? Edmonton has like less than zero depth, and this they has been the same since depth, yeah. 2016. And and right? Kane going down is like showing their issues like very very clearly, right? Because like yeah. Kane was a huge part of not necessarily their depth scoring because he was playing in the top six, but like improving that top six a lot and allowing other guys to, you know, move down the lineup a little bit, right? Like Kane was a huge part of that. But you moved guys like Keller Yamamoto down the line, and Keller Yamamoto is at this point nothing. Like, yeah, I mean, they completely. I don't know what they did with him. Unfortunate for Eric's short king. <laughs> um, but yeah, I th- I think 
And if I'm Vancouver, getting back to Vancouver's side, you, you should trade Bo Horvat like now. They need to trade. Go, hopefully, they learn their lesson from JT Miller and doesn't score in ten games, and he has tw- he has fifteen goals in twenty nine games, which is still good, obviously, but it doesn't look as good as fifteen and nineteen. You know, so like you need to get on that trigger and pull it. <laughs> Because your season's lost, like you're done. Yeah, they're they're not making get the a playoffs. huge return for this guy right now. Yeah, and they've said now that they're open to doing a rebuild. So I I mean at least that's what I've heard the GM said and stuff. What so. they should have done. Yeah. What did I say his shooting percentage was? Twenty two percent. I want to say. Yeah. So yeah, that's going to regress back, back to, to like 12, 10, 11, like Yeah, ten, yeah, eleven, twelve. Good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right, so like, what was it last year? It was not good. It was not this. I just, I, he's he is a shoot. He is a he is a scorer, but it's definitely not this. No, it's not going to be twenty two percent. So I know that for sure. So sixteen percent last year, which is yeah, still a high shooting percentage. Yeah, but, but a six percent drop in shooting percentage, and that probably doesn't even include his on ice shooting percentage with his teammates. A six percent drop still too. probably equals he hits forty this year. Because of the start. Yeah, yeah, because of the start. Because of the start. Or at least like thirty five or something like that is on. And this goes back to our this goes back to our talk about players in contract years versus players not in contract (laughs) years. Yep. Yep. Grab the guys in contract years, man. Telling you guys. I've been saying this on talking hockey fantasy advice for years. Always grab them. Always grab them. Okay. Next topic. And this is related to another center that is Still killing the game right now. Bergeron just hit a thousand points in his career. Uh, I think it was two days ago. Uh, yeah, I think it was two days ago. Uh, or when people are listening, it's different. Whatever. Uh, hit a thousand points in twelve hundred and thirty-five games. He's just continually gotten better and better and better and better as the years have gone on. It's really weird. Like if even if you look at his like advanced stats, like his gar per 60 and all this stuff just continues to go up over time which is really really bizarre because usually it's up 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 till 26 27 28 and then down 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 and said for bergeron it's just up 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 better 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 consistently throughout the last decade and a half we say we say for so long for since like 2019 2018 you're like Surely this is the last year Bergeron's good. Surely this is the last year Bergeron's good. And yet, here we are. He's thirty-seven well, years old. And there was talk about him retiring. Yep. I think he's a player. I think he's a player, kind of like um, remember like Nick Lidstrom back in the day. Yeah. Who was still elite, but retired before the downfall came, right? To kind of tarnish their legacy. Oh, I think it's a good idea, like yo, to if to Boston... retire in like a year or two. If Once Boston, Boston gets bad, well, if Boston does makes noise this year in the playoff, like for example, like won the cup, I bet he would retire. If he was yeah. talking about retiring last year, I bet he would. Re- he only like, signed a one year deal too. That's the ultimate. Like you're retiring literally on top, <laughs> yeah. and you don't have to go through it again. And what that would be, that would only be two cups, I guess. Well, but and this was always supposed to be the cup final. their last run, right? Like this was. Yeah. Designed to be their last one. They bring back Kreishi, they bring Brock Bergeron and Pasternak, I think, on the last year of his deal, if I'm not mistaken. Maybe I'm wrong, and it's one more year on his deal before. Uh, and I know that they've reportedly had trouble signing him or sitting down with him and everything like that. So mm-hmm. it'll be really interesting to see how far they can go this year, but they're killing it right now. How many how many games have they, they lost? Two? Two. Two. One to the Toronto Maple Leafs. One to the Leafs, who can't beat Arizona. Their goal differential is 40. Yeah, and and then the second-place team in the division is, like, plus three, and I think that's the Leafs right now. (laughs) Plus five. (laughs) Leafs are plus five, Boston's Boston's plus 40. And that's number one and two in the Atlantic. (laughs) The next closest is the Knights at 22. 22. They're out of their minds right now, the Bruins. 
Speaking of teams out of their minds, New Jersey's on... Oh, they've won 13 games in a row. No. 13-game winning streak. There's yeah. Since 2007, there's only been five teams to do that. Um, none won the cup in the year that they did so. But... All were pretty good teams when they when they when they did that. They um, they've been really good at limiting and shot suppression uh, at five on five. I think they're the best in the league at that. Yep. And if you look at their defense, it makes sense. What Dougie like, Hamilton, Dougie Hamilton, John Marino, Jonas Siegenthaler, oh. Ryan Graves. These are all elite offensive or defensive defensemen. Plus, right. they're playing in front of what would be considered league subpar goaltending. Oh, Vanacek's been good. Pro- proven subpar, not unproven goalies, I guess. That's the better. Vanacek's yeah. been killing it. I mean, and Blackwood. But I don't think Vanacek's been killing it. I think he's been in front of a team that's yes. been killing it. I think he's yeah, been just average. He's just doing hand what hand. he should really be doing. But New Jersey, like, New Jersey is controlling right now. Uh the expected goals for of 61% and their goals for percentage is 74. So they're definitely outperforming what they should be doing for sure. Like there's regression coming, but it's not like these results are like coming because of a high PDO great save percentage or, you know, huge goal scoring spikes from anyone. It's they're outplaying their competition by a significant margin in every single game, basically. Right. And they still they have, are. yeah. I Definitely. mean, and they're still like a really young team, right? Yep. And they still have guys like Holtz coming up, right? I don't think Holtz has played with them very much this year, right? Who's probably going to be pretty? Who's probably going to be a good player? Luke yeah. Hughes, right? They're still very Simon very Nemich. Young. Yeah, there's exactly. a whole bunch of guys that they still have coming up. Like their their defense right now isn't even including their two best prospects on defense. <laughs> like, like that's ins- insane to think about. Like they're just yeah. they've been completely elite. I think Hughes has been insane so far along with Jesper Bratt. Uh I was looking at like uh Good. some of his stats. Uh Hughes is leading the league right now in uh goal scoring chances created uh off the rush. So he's a, this is as a couple days ago so this might have changed a little bit. But he created 17 scoring chances off the rush so far this year, and he was leading the league in that category ahead of McDavid, which who was at thir- who was at 13 as of a couple days ago. So he was leading McDavid by a fair bit, basically. Yeah, which and is it's a totally crazy. different team from last. I mean, like from what I remember seeing them last year, like they just were brutal goaltending, right? Um. I think they had some injuries, but Jack Hughes started off well, and but 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 fell off a little bit, right? Yeah. Throughout the year, and it's totally different now. Remember when? Remember in the beginning of the year when fans were calling for Lindy Ruff to get fired? I still think he should have been fired, but I don't think it's him. But he's yeah, get credits where credits due. He's doing well now. You don't think the success is him? No, I think they just built a. Real, I think they built a really good team. Really good shot suppression. I mean, and. And they have good finishers. And like you said, Jesper Brad is having an insane year. So, yeah. Eric, with the right coach, would New Jersey be in Boston's spot right now? I, I mean, I, I like New Jersey's obviously outperforming where they are. Like their PDO is still high and all this, but they're not winning games because of their PDO. They're winning games because they're outplaying their competition. There's a ton of regression coming for them, for sure. In terms You're not going to win every game. Of the year. I think there's. Percentage. Like they're not going to win every game, obviously. There's they're probably regression win. coming for Boston, too, though. Yeah, there's regression right. coming for oh, Boston, for too. Sure. For sure. For sure. Yeah. But I think, like, I I do have to give Lindy Ruff credit. Like, he's coaching them well. You know, they're playing well. You have to give some credit to the coach. But also, like, we've seen the past results of his coaching, and I don't think we can just say he magically turned a switch. I think the team's just on right now, and I think the team made good moves, and it's making him look a little bit better than what he's kind of uh he's what what he's shown in basically his entire career right that's just my take on it i don't know i could be wrong i'm not not saying i am but the uh i i just thought that was uh like a lot of their guys are just doing really really well like john marino jonas siegenthaler are being 
two of the best defensive defensemen in the league. Hamilton, Siegenthaler, arguably the best pairing in the league right now. Jack Hughes on fire, Jesper Brown on fire. Like, they just have everything clicking for them. Um, and I think that goes more to their team building and making the uh, the right moves. I, th- I saw this really good tweet, actually, that will probably piss off Martin. I'll see if I can find it. But it was basically explaining, like, the differences between, like, a good team and a bad team. Oh, yeah, here it is. So the difference, the tweet is, the difference between the Devils and the Sens. New Jersey Devils trade a third for Siegenthaler, a third and a prospect for Marino, and a second for Graves and get Hamilton for just you know, free agency money. Ottawa trades a third for Hamannick, a second for Stepan, and a second for Murray, and then a third, and then pay a third to get rid of him, <laughs> basically. So it's just smart asset management from the team in a nutshell. Instead of like New Jersey got Siegenthaler for a third, Ottawa got Han- Travis Hamannick for a third. You know, Don't like worry. there's when so much Reynolds, value out there to get. When Reynolds is running the team, we're all. <laughs> <laughs> What's going on with those Sens, Martin? How'd they lose to the Sharks 5 1 yesterday? Oh, fuck, bro. <clears throat> I don't know. I, I think at this, like, at the start, it was essentially, you're, you're going to fucking crucify me for this, but it's basically luck. Like, Bounces weren't going sense way, and they were going the, the first the couple team. games. Yeah, for sure. Now it's just and they're now playing at bad. this point it's confidence. Yeah, like they've lost it. They've lost their confidence because they have players playing really well. Like Drew's point per game, Brady's over point per game. Uh, 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 sorry, who else was doing well? Uh, DeBrinket's not doing terribly. Like he started pretty poorly, but he started he. Was sorting stuff out. They're also uh, running their top four centers: Stutzla, Brassard, Gambrel, and Castelich. However, Stutzla was playing well too. I know, and then it just fell the off the cliff. Like, talk about talk yeah. about talk about bad depth. They had really bad depth. Makes you question <laughs> the whole Connor Brown move, eh? Like, why would they? But why did Brown's they get rid of Connor year, Brown? Man. Yeah, yeah, but like, ignoring you didn't that. know that. Yeah. yeah, they didn't know that when they made the move, right? Right. Like they got and rid what of their, what I'm saying is they got rid of their depth. Like they what they get in that trade? I don't remember. Like it was it was like honest, a mid round pick. It was like a yeah, it was some pick. It wasn't even like they got another good yeah. player back or anything like that. Like they just dumped Connor Brown and it didn't really make much sense. You know, again, Connor Brown doesn't fix the team, but it just seems like no. if if they're running top four centers of and again, you, you know, they lost Norris. There's a whole bunch of extenuating factors that like brought get brought into this but it was we they did make weird moves at the time and then of course you know there's guys that they've been missing like for menton for other more scandalous <laughs> reasons and stuff like that but uh yeah they they just like i agree with martin now they just like, lost confidence and i think dj has to go i think they just and their defense sucks now like not now just is bad and who would have seen this coming and that fucking tweet that you sent us um, about Zaitsev rejecting the trade, I've heard both yeah, yeah. ways, like Myers rejected it this way. It's like, thank God, like, we don't want that trade to They're happen. They're going to trade Zaitsev for Myers. Like, yeah, one it's just for bad one. for bad. <laughs> it's just bad for bad, but it's worse for Ottawa because A, Myers is six mil and yeah, bigger Zaitsev contract is four. And I believe. Myers has another year, and Zaitsev's done this year. So, because DJ Smith probably thinks that he's he's good. Yeah, but you already have fucking Hamannick, who you think is good too, and he's not good <laughs> at all. So, Ottawa's <laughs> very bad DJ. at evaluating NHL yes. defensemen. Like they That's they grab good prospects, learned. Sanderson, JBD, like uh, you know they've grabbed he's some also good now defensemen. Yeah, he, Bernard Dock he's injured for a heard. month or something like that. They grab they grab good prospects on D, but then they're just NHL scouting is just let's grab Travis Travis Hamannick and Tyler Myers and that's which all goes down things. to your front office yeah. being so small like too. the pro scouting small is and just yeah. stupid. Yeah. It's not small. Small about- is not an excuse for Zaitsev for Tyler Myers as your solution <laughs> to your fucking team's issues. You know, small is okay. I can't scout every single player, so I'm gonna look at a couple good ones to take a look at. Man, I need to look at Hockey DB to tell you Myers is not, <laughs> and see tweets from 
from Vancouver fans that have hated Myers for four or just years watch now. four minutes of him play and yeah. go, okay, you it's know like, what? Oh, nah. Okay. No, this Who do you think the is the brains behind some of these trades, though? Is it DJ Smith or is it Tyler Myers? Seems like a guy DJ Smith would love because yeah, that's I what mean, I'm saying. he probably thinks he's good. Like they thought Zaitsev was good. Maybe right? DJ Smith just doesn't know hockey. Well, I think that's pretty clear. But <laughs> um, he was their guy. I mentioned this a couple of weeks ago. Like he was their guy. They didn't, I don't even think they interviewed anyone else when they fired whoever that previous coach was. Right, they just DJ Smith was their new coach. Yep. But he, by all accounts, he was an up and coming. He was good in the O. He had a stack team in the OHL, I think, one year, right, in, in Oshawa. And then the Leafs signed him, and he ran the defense, and that's the Leafs' defense was the worst you would ever seen, right? <laughs> like, and this guy was in love with playing like Hunwick and Polak, Roman Polak. Those are throwback names. But, you know, remember, they, they were always out there to defend a lead and then they could never do it. But, yeah, it, it's stupid. It's quite clear he doesn't understand defense based on Everything. how easily it gets broken down. He either isn't willing to change because everyone's figured it figured it out and you should be fired for that, or... He's trying to figure it out, and he's just and he not can't. good so enough. So you also it. need to get fired for that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, I had a, I had something to ask. Uh, did you watch the game yesterday, Martin? Watched he's... like the first period. Why did they keep trying to, to do bed. drop passes back, and they kept giving it away? Batherson did it, and then Brady Kachuk did it. Did you not see that? I, I'll show you, oh, whatever. I'll I show you these guys. Everyone on Twitter was freaking out about it. They were all pissed <laughs> off. It was like a two-on or, or like almost a breakaway. And then Batherson, instead of going in, he like tried to pass it back, drop pass it back right to the Sharks defender. Batherson hasn't been great this year, probably for extracurricular <laughs> reasons. But uh... my favorite is when Batherson was like, when they asked Batherson, "How do you feel about hockey culture?" It's no, great. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, talk about a tone deaf freaking answer. And, right? and look at his haircut, man. Like, that's not a good haircut to get. <laughs> Martin's, <laughs> Martin's addressing the real issues. His haircut. Bro, that's a that's a grease bag haircut to get. Especially with those types of allegations. I'm going, like, full schoolboy if I have those allegations against me. And this motherfucker gets, like, uh, I don't know, grease, greasy haircut. <laughs> Yeah, Martin's sounding like a big old hockey man right now. He really he's is. Sounding, he's sounding like that scout, and we make the joke in Moneyball. <laughs> his girl, his girlfriend's not pretty. <laughs> he's got no confidence. I'm just, I'm just saying. <laughs> I'm just saying. Optically, it looks bad for you to do. It makes you look like the allegations against you. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Anyway, yeah, I, before we get before I get we get what he's sued, saying, I get yeah. what he's saying. I get what Martin's saying. You just you don't want to get a haircut that makes you look like a scumbag yeah. while being accused of being a scumbag. Yes. Yeah. I, I get and it. say and say that comment you said, which yeah. makes you look like a scumbag too. Yeah, of course. Good thing it wasn't November. <laughs> Didn't have a pedo stash. <laughs> oh, that wouldn't have helped. Uh, like, like Ty has. So I think what do you mean? the. Can you imagine Ty hitting on a woman right now? <laughs> she. I can't imagine Ty hitting on a woman ever. I don't know why. That's true. Now it is. And yet, doesn't work. And yet, look at him. Insurance ten. Yeah. Well, is he still in insurance ten with the mustache, or is he moved down to like a six because of the mustache? Insurance twelve now. Yeah. <laughs> he doesn't maybe, get maybe the insurance world's backwards. The more unattractive Ty gets, the better looking. He, he doesn't have an unlimited overtime anymore. Yeah, so, I, know. Uh, I, got, I, got, I don't got the money anymore. He so. doesn't have the money anymore. So Whoa, he's now, what happened he's now with the unlimited four. overtime? Listen, listen. They figured out that he could send 12 emails in 30 seconds instead of 12 <laughs> emails over eight hours. So are they he, making budget Ty, cuts? Ty time? alone caught up to. Uh, to all the all the delayed emails. <laughs> yeah, they made me work. They paid harder. him two salaries in one year. No, just they, for him they to realized catch up. they realized maybe hiring more people was more effective than giving overtime for time and a half. 
Yeah, probably. <laughs> yeah. But just to have a Thai schedule emails three hours. Just to have hour. Thai do nothing. For eight hours. <laughs> Stop it. He'd be Stop like, it. he'd you be like, Luke, I'd be, I was done the overtime of the first hour. I just had to respond and then I just schedule them for later. <laughs> and then he would, I, he'd, he'd come out with us and then he'd call his dad or his sister to be like, hey, can you log off for me? <laughs> <laughs> Classic. <laughs> it was really funny. Him explaining to his dad how to log off his work laptop was extremely funny. It took way longer than I had to. Had to. <laughs> At least oh, what are you drinking today, Martin? It. it looks like iced tea. Twisted tea? You want a shotgun of twisted tea, Martin? Oh, I love. I, Martin, I hear you love twisted teas. Only, only for gunning. The only way to drink them. At the oh. cottage, gunning, got At shotgun them at the cottage. At the cottage, yeah. It's the only way. Only way. Sponsored by Twisted Tea. We're not sponsored by Twisted Tea. Put the ad in. (laughs) Eric, what did you want to talk about with Bergeron and Kopitar? Oh, yeah. Well, I wanted to get into the Kopitar, Bergeron, and Malkin. Because I think all of this has kind of come all together at one time, basically. Because I think Malkin just celebrated his thousandth game, if I'm not mistaken. And uh, Bergeron got his thousandth point. And Anze Kopitar's at like 1,100 right now or something like that. And I think like there's a lot of talk. So LA fans were going crazy because they're just like, how is Bergeron like this lock for the Hall of Fame and all this shit? But Kopitar isn't when he has more points than him, which is basically their argument, uh, more or less. Um, is, is Kopitar not a lock for the Hall of Fame? I mean, I would guess he is. I mean, what, two, two cups, two captain, captain. Multiple point-per-game seasons. Yeah. But Isn't also, he the highest-scoring Czech? Where is he from? Slovakia? Slovenia. 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 Like, literally no he's, other he's getting there. It's he, He's the only one from Slovenia, so he's up against yeah. himself. <laughs> yeah, he's a lock. He's yeah. getting in. He's getting in. Like, there's no way he's not. Yeah. I think it's just LA fans trying to, like, get attention for themselves, yeah, to be honest. Okay. Like, just, oh, what about us sort of thing. But also, yeah. like, a bunch of um, a bunch of uh, outlets were, like, putting, like, the question, is he a Hall of Famer, like, in their graphics. Like, a, a quite, yes, even the NHL. Actually, the Don't NHL posted it. Is he a Hall of Famer? Two-time Stanley Cup channel champion. Two-time Selkie winner. And one Lady Bing is basically his resume. for That's, the, Which is enough. Is it? Is it? I think he long won't. Time, but like, is it? Long time captain. Long time. Is he like a the first ballot though? Team. Is he a first ballot? Uh, yes. So the reason I say that is he's under point per game pace. Never made an all star team. He's um, never made an all star team. Apparently, Kopitar. Yeah, that's stupid. Didn't Dustin Brown make All Star teams? Yeah, that's really dumb. Supposedly, he's never made it. Point year. I would say Kopitar is a first class ballot, depending on who he goes up against. Because I realistically, he could go against like Kane, Taves, depending on when they all retire. Yeah, like Kopitar is not a top hundred player of all time, and I know more players than top hundred players get in, but he's not a top hundred player, right? Yeah. But he's got all the aspect, like longevity with a team. Probably will only play with one team ever. Two cups. the The biggest thing he wasn't him captain, is, was he? He was assistant captain. Doughty was captain. Alternate captain. Uh, Brown was captain. Brown, Brown, Brown. Yeah. Um, but alternate. Basically, captain. his resume is two selkies and no two hearts, cups. no Art Rosses. But no Ted Lindsay's. No. We forget how dominant they were, though, right? Like how dominant LA was in he, yeah. he also, mid-2010s. That the, the second cup, he led the team in points, that cup run. He didn't win. Wasn't... Did he win the playoff? No, he didn't win. The, he didn't yeah. win the Conn Smythe. I don't. Didn't uh, Marion Gabrick win it? Because Marion Gabrick was like crazy that one year. Yeah, he definitely didn't because they would have put that in the graphic. So he definitely didn't win it. If he had won that Conn Smythe, yeah, for sure. Guaranteed. But 
Yeah, basically his resume it, is just two Drew cups won it that year. and two silkies. No, wasn't it? It was Marion Gabrick. No, dude. What year was it? Did you talk about their first one or their second one? Second one. Yeah, it was Marion Gabrick. Yeah, Marion Gabrick had like 24 goals in the playoffs that year. 2014, 14, 14 right? 14 goals. Marion Gabbard has no conch I don't know what you're talking about. I think it was Drew Doughty. No. I don't know who it was. Maybe it was <laughs> someone on the other team. What is it? What do I know? Yeah. Maybe it was Justin Williams. Who knows? Oh, yeah. It was, probably, it was Justin it was Williams. Justin I'm, Williams. I'm pretty sure uh, it was Justin Williams. doesn't even make sense. Why is Justin Williams? Oh, didn't he score like... He yeah, he's like Mr. Seven. Game, like seven. Seven guy. game Three, Seven. Game yeah. Seven goals. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. So, but anyways, Kopitar had more points. If Kopitar is in the top hundred player of all time, Malkin definitely is. Bergeron isn't. Uh, yeah. You don't think Bergeron's a top hundred player? Uh, I, Bergeron's been so so effective and so dominant. See, Ber- Bergeron's to hard be. to say for sure. Kopitar isn't. I don't think. Man, you could but, rename the Selkie the Bergeron. Yeah, the Bergeron, yeah. At this point. Who has, I think they should. Who has the... Uh, it's Bergeron. Does Bergeron have the most Selkies ever? Oh, I, I think, think there so. was this Montreal dude. Yeah, that okay, had a from bunch. guys from like 40 years ago or whatever yeah. nonsense. Okay, <laughs> exactly. for that. Other than them. <laughs> Other than that nonsense. Yeah, I think they should rename the award. In, in modern history, I would. They're never going to name any did, new he, he did. Uh, Bergeron wins 2022 Selkie, breaks NHL record. Okay. Uh, what was so it? he broke the record. Five times, surpassing Bob Gainey for most in NHL history. And he's been a finalist for 11 years. Yeah. Yeah, there you go. Like Five Selkies guaranteed Hall of Fame. Two? Yes. Two? He's been in the he's been in the league nineteen yeah, seasons but, now. But Kopitar was unfortunately competing against Bergeron. Hey, that's his fault, man. Should have been better. <laughs> Should have been be better. Ten years later, yeah. Just be better. <laughs> Get be born ten years later. Come on. The biggest thing, the biggest unfortunate for Kopitar is obviously no international success. Considering where hey, he's he from. was on he was on Team Europe. At the at in the, the World, World Cup, Cup of Hockey, yeah, that who where did they get knocked out in the? They were the finals. They went to the yeah, finals. They were, they were in the finals. Yeah, yeah, you're right. There you go. A finals of World silver, Cup of silver Hockey. Silver medal with in the fake, World Cup with of a, Hockey with a fake team. With a fake team. Slovenia did play in the Olympics one year. I'm pretty sure. Pretty sure I've seen it's him like in 2014. the Olympics or something. Yeah. But it's like he was playing by himself. Yes. <laughs> like straight up just by. And and that should be noted because he probably dragged them there in the first place. Oh, yeah, for sure. But, I mean, dragging them there isn't exactly. Yeah, but all these guys, like Canadian guys, get gold medals and stuff. And it's like, well, you were on Team Canada. Yeah. If Kopitar was on Team Canada, he would I add still, to Team Canada. I, I still don't think, like, gold medals matter at all in terms of the Hall of Fame. Like, it shouldn't matter. Oh. Because there's they only two teams that should be winning the. There's only yeah. two. They, they do matter, but they shouldn't matter because there's only two, should, three teams okay. that ever win the okay, gold yeah, medal, yeah. anyways, right? Okay. okay. However, one, one sec. Slovenia did beat Slovakia that year at the Olympics. One, not one, lie. one, one sec <laughs> on that. If you're on team like Sweden, your medals should count for more than like. Obviously. If you're on team Canada. Yeah. And then if you're on team freaking what? Japan, your gold medal matters more than anything else in the world. But, <laughs> yeah, well, but every winning. every Canadian and American Hall of Famer that like I I don't consider their gold medals making them that much more impressive, especially because the but, modern players now haven't played in three freaking Olympics, so they yeah, they don't well, even now, get the chance to now, get medals now, anyways. Definitely, once like McDavid comes up for consideration and stuff, and not McDavid because obviously he's first ballot, but like other guys, it will come into question, and it will be probably have to be. And then it's gonna get weird because you're gonna have like the old guy that has like two medals or something, 
and yeah. he still hasn't gone in yet. And then you're gonna have a guy with no medals, and he's gonna get in. And it's just gonna and be you'll weird. get all the old men hating it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that will be real old by that point. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we still got like 10, 15 years to go till that starts happening, but it will yeah. start happening. Yes. So that that'll be interesting. And then didn't uh, wasn't Malkin like they did that top hundred players of all time a couple of years ago, and Malkin wasn't yeah. on it, right? He wasn't on it, yes. Which is why I think this article came out by Mike Larkin saying he's the most underrated superstar of all time. And he's one of the best forwards ever. He's by <clears> far a first ballot. Like Malkin when he was when he was first ballot. When Malkin was like on, he was like unstoppable. Like yes. there was no player with this is his as much fifteenth like... season in seventeen years of being. And point, unfortunately the game. past the past few years he's had a lot of injuries. Right. Past few years, past decade. Yeah. <laughs> Basically whole so, career, dude. Yeah. yeah, I know. Unfortunately. He hasn't played a full year since like his third season in the league. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's why I think that's gonna hinder him a lot, right? In making the Hall of Fame? No, no, like being listed a top hundred player. Sorry. Okay. Because he's a guaranteed first ballot Hall of Famer. Yeah, 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 for sure. He has guaranteed. a heart trophy, a Conn Smythe, two scoring titles, a Calder, three cups, and a Calder, and three first all first team All Star selections. That's a hundred percent a Hall of Fame. Well, he's over like well, way... fifteen game, fifteen seasons point per game. Well, he he's also way over point per game. Right, like he yeah. has eleven hundred sixty-six points in a thousand games. Yeah, he'll probably end up retiring over point per game, and retiring at like he'd have to not score points over. in a hundred six hundred sixty-six games. Okay. He's definitely better than everyone that just got inducted this past. Class. Yes, he absolutely he, is. Yeah, he's better than the Sedins. He's better. And, yeah, and Homer Martin saying that. Yeah, and that's Homer Martin saying that. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> It's Malkin. In our gener- in our time of watching hockey right now, he's a like top five player of all- of our gen- like time. Yeah, he's over the last twenty years. He's probably what the second best, third best player. Are you ranking him above Ovechkin? Um. Yeah. Okay. Fine. Are you ranking third, him above Patty Kane? I'm ranking him about absolutely Patty above Patty Kane. Yeah, absolutely. And, okay, would you rank him rank, rank him above Drysital? Like in terms, because because Drysital rides the coattails of McDavid, Malkin never rode the coattails. No, Mal- Malkin's ahead of Drysital for sure. That's not even yeah. like a question. Like Drysital also has time, like lots and lots yeah. of time. But Malkin, but I, I never... feel like the downside of Drysital's future career is that. He was often on the line with McDavid when he was having like peak success. Yeah, I mean, Mal- but the thing is, Malkin always, and here's the difference between Drysital and uh, Malkin. Malkin always got better when Crosby was out. That was the one inevitable thing you yeah. could count on was Crosby got injured and Malkin would suddenly go from like one point two points per game to like one point six points per game. Like, it was just dumb. Like he would, that was just like the most consistent theme throughout his career. Anytime Crosby was out, Malkin stepped up and carried the that other team. thing. Malkin did that I don't think Drysidle would do is that one year, the second cup, he literally just put the team on his back, led that line, and, and scored 36 life. points <laughs> in <Yeah>. a playoff. <laughs> and, and I don't see. Drysdale doing that as much as Malkin. The only that. players to have at least a Calder, a Hart, two Art Rosses, and a Con Smythe is Bobby Orr, Mario Lemieux, and Evgeny Malkin. Guaranteed. Because Although right you know there, Crosby doesn't have a Calder though, so you know. Yeah. <laughs> he has all the rest of that of that stuff, yeah. obviously. obviously. Yeah. But uh, yeah, right now among in the league, he's third in points per game, fourth in points total, uh, behind probably Kane, Crosby, Kopitar, and one other player that I'm blanking on right now. 
here here's the question wouldn't of Melkin's 2011 2012 season where he won the Art Ross the Hart the Ted Lindsay uh, basically guaranteed a first ballot right there if you won all three of those yes in a year <laughs> yeah for sure <laughs> pretty much for sure. I mean the only people ahead of Malkin right now in terms of point per game with over 500 games is McDavid and Crosby. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Those are the only other players that have a higher points per game than Malkin does in over 500 games. So, like, if, uh, I mean, McDavid's obviously guaranteed, but, yeah. Bergeron, I also think, would pretty much guaranteed first ballot. Going to have the Selkie named after him instead. Kopitar, I also think his first ballot. Malkin's know. missed 250 games across 16 seasons. Wow, that's unfortunate. Missed 20% of Pittsburgh's games. That's like that's the only downside to basically his entire career. Yeah, that's unfortunate. Yeah, that's crazy. Okay. I didn't realize that stat. Anyways, I still, I'm not completely sold on Kopitar being at the same he's definitely not at the same level as Bergeron I would say because especially over the last like two three years like they're the same age right I'm pretty sure Kopitar is younger a year younger at most two years yeah and Uh, he's already declined more than Bergeron has right two years two years younger two years okay so and he's already declined way more than Bergeron has he's bigger right and bigger bodies do decline yeah Yeah. and obviously he was on a worse team for a lot of time and all this stuff yes i get it like la's been bad for since they won their last cup so yes (laughs) yeah but anyways those are kind of the big things i wanted to talk about i don't really have too much too much else you guys want to go through unless you want to talk about st louis or Uh, you want to go through here luke wants to go oh yeah we're using me as you're out Yep. You want to go too. Nah. Oh, wait, wait. One more topic. One more topic because this is important. Austin Matthews ranked number 64 in the Athletics top 99 NHL players of all time. Uh, The the title of the article was Austin Matthews might become the greatest goal goal scorer we'll ever see. And uh, Twitter is outraged. What do you expect? It's about the Leafs. I mean, Matthews has been the best five-on-five goal scorer of all time. Yes. Correct. In his time here. I think it's yeah. as simple as that. Yep. And Martin, Martin may not like him. Martin may think he's uh, eight, number eight in the league. He'd take David Pasternak over him. At 25 years old, Ovechkin had 269 goals in 396 games. By the same age, Matthews had 259 goals, so 10 goals less in basically 10 more games, 407 games. So basically 10 game swing there and 10 goal swing uh, as well. So he's right there with Ovechkin. Goal scoring is up in the NHL right now compared to... uh, 2006? Yeah, compared to like, you know, Ovechkin's prime, sort of. But also, a lot of that scoring doesn't actually come from the top players getting more points. It's coming a lot from the bottom right. players getting more points, too. So there's a couple, like, nuances there. But, yeah, Twitter was, like, freaking out. Like, half my timeline over the last day was basically just people reacting to Austin Matthews being there. He could be the best goal scorer of all time, and he's definitely the best because look at Ovechkin's. Yes, Ovechkin may have had more goals, but look at the number of power play goals in comparison. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I, and I guess important. it depends on if you care about goals, power play goals, whatever. Well, a goal's a goal, sure. Yeah. But Matthews can generate, well, not this year as much, but previous years, Matthews can generate five-on-five five goals better than anyone. Yeah. This year, not so much. This year, the Leafs have struggled five-on-five, five, but yeah, but a rebound's coming. Ovechkin's had seasons that struggled, but yeah. Anyways, I just wanted to talk about that. I I don't think it's that ridiculous to say it. I mean, he's not gonna end up in the top three goal scorers of all time because you know Gretzky's just way too far ahead. Ovechkin's too far ahead, and I doubt Matthews is gonna catch up to Ovechkin in terms of goals. So 
I don't think I'll have him. He'll end up going down as one of the best, but he could probably get to around where, uh, where Hall is right now. Veterans are just about to pass him, right? And so that would make him at least a top three goal scorer, top five goal scorer of all time, which is good enough to be in the top hundred players of all time, right? So I don't think his ranking is actually that ridiculous. Does the amount of goals make you the number one goal scorer of all time? No, that's good. That's a good question too. I mean, uh, I think Ovechkin's a better goal scorer than Wayne Gretzky ever was, but Gretzky has the most goals. Uh, if Luke put on pads, he would be better than a goalie from 1983. Yeah. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know about that, but yeah, it's possible. It, the the goaltending was not the greatest back then. Luke would go in like the butterfly position, and all the goalies from 1983 would be like, "What the fuck is that? You can <laughs> you can bend <pen> down." <laughs> Luke, Nick, Nick wouldn't stop uh, Gretzky scoring. <laughs> Nick wouldn't stop anything. <laughs> I hope I've seen those UW University of uh, Western Ontario stats. Maybe that's why all the hockey players like training with them. It's just a good ego boost. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Snipe and top corner on it. Let's put it this time. way: Nick's better, definitely better at TikTok than he is stopping pucks. <laughs> yes, I I think University talk, Hockey told him that. Yeah. All anyway, right. well, that's that's the episode. We hit it exactly an hour. Good for us. We're Thanks for listening. Thanks, everyone. Go Canada tomorrow. Yes, go Canada. Canada. Go. Jonathan David's going to score the goal, first goal ever. And and Canada's going to lose three one. Uh, <laughs> that's possible. <laughs> Thank you, everyone, for tuning into this week's episode. We love and appreciate each listener that sticks around to the end. With that comes reminders to leave a review, press follow on those streaming platforms, and make sure to head over to Instagram to follow Talking Hockey. We're on the road to 30K, and we can't wait to continue to build our audience. Luke, Eric, Ty, and Martin signing off. We'll see you all next week.